Pei Aleph, Amud Bey, 17 lines from the bottom, there's a two dots, and number 11 in our list was a mace mitzvah, Kana Mekomo, a person who um, drops dead, has no one to take care of them, no uh, known relatives, he acquires the place upon which he died. Uramini, we have a Tanaic source though, three lines that seems to indicate otherwise. It says, Hamaitzimais, if someone's walking along and, oh my goodness, there's a, there's a dead person there, uh, Mutal be Isratia, who's laying across in the Isratia, which is like an open Rishus Sarabim area, Mefaneu, oh, look at this, you can move him, Leyamin Isratia, small Isratia, off to the right or the left, not in the middle of the open uh, area for the masses, Kama, let's say um, the place, there's two options of uh, where to move him, Sade Bor or Sade Nir, to a field that is empty, or a field that's already been nicely plowed, then Mifaneo, you can uh, move him Sade Bor to the field that has no work done to it. Uh, let's say you have a Sade Nir versus a Sade Zera. You can move him to one field, one field has already been plowed, but the other field has already been planted. Mifanehu, you uh, move him and bury him Lesadenir to the uh, only plowed field. Hayu uh, Shteinbeiris, let's say both of the fields are uh, unworked. Shteinbeiris, both of them have been uh, properly plowed. Shteinbeiris, both of them are properly planted. Then where do you move the mace? Mifanehu lemakam shiyirza, to whichever place the person wants. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Bottom line, sounds like a mace mitzvah can be uh, moved. So Amr of Bibi, um, well, it depends where and how the mace is situated. Says Rabbi Bemutal Alham Meitzar, since the mace is on a sort of border area, like uh, sort of blocking the road, and the people who are going to be uh, walking along that road would end up acting as an OL on top of him and uh, making them tame, and that's very problematic for people who try to keep tahor. And since that's the situation, then it's permissible to move the mace. So you can be moved to um, numerous different places depending on the option of what the person wants. Okay, period. Those are the that's a list of eleven. The thing is, though, that the list started off with saying ten things, and then we list off eleven. So Amri, we now have a question. Asara, uh, ten ha How could the list start out by saying there's ten things and then list it off eleven? And the uh, Gemara explains that actually number eight on the list, the Mahalcha Mishfudei the ability of people to walk on um, the uh, pathways, like uh, private pathways, is Shloima Amra. It was Shloima Melech uh, who made that Takana, um, not Yehoshua, Kid Desanya, like uh, we see in the following Brisa, which goes for two and a half uh, lines. Uh, imagine a situation where Kalu, you have a field and the produce is no longer in the field, it's past the time it was harvested. And the owner of this field doesn't allow anyone to go into his field. And everyone's like, like, why not? What are people going to say about him? You know what they're going to say? What exactly is Bob got, uh, you know, benefiting uh, for us not being able to walk in the field? Like, what, what loss did anyone else ever cause him? Regarding this type of character, does the Pasuk uh, refer when it says, From being good, uh, don't instead be called bad. That's the end of the Brisa. Interestingly enough, we just quoted, I 
guess a pasuk, the Gemara says, Usually when we quote a pasuk, we're very precise. There is no pasuk that says those exact words. So the Gemara answers, and there is a pasuk that kind of paraphrases that idea in slightly different words. Ksiv ki haigavna in Mishlei, for example, it says, Altim natoiv mi balav, do not prevent good from those who are entitled to it if you have the power and your ability to do it, period. Okay, so those are the 10 things, and the what we thought was a list of 11, really, Shvili HaRashus, is Shlomo Melech was metaking it. The thing is, though, the Gemara asked, there's no more than those 10 things that... Yoshua was metaking the Jewish people when they went into Israel. Vahaika, I put a triangle around this Vahaika, and two lines later, a little bit closer to the middle of the line, there's another Vahaika, I put a triangle around that. So we're going to have a number of examples here that seem they were from the time of Yoshua. Vahaika, Rabbi Yehuda, Desanya, we have a brisa goes for about uh, two lines, starts here, Rabbi Yehuda, Imer. Bishas, I saw it's volum. There was a time where uh, natural fertilizer, in other words, animal poo, uh, to be more effective, to be used as a fertilizer, it would be great if it could be like trampled on by thousands of people. So what would people do? A person would, he'd saw his volume, take out their manure, might see the just drop them out into the uh, public area right in front of their house or their barn, and they were allowed to keep it piled up there in the public thoroughfare for 30 days. Kadesh Nishuv said it would be trampled, all the people and animals going... Uh, uh, back and forth. Shall menas kenin Yoshua le Yisrael Azaret. Oh, oh, there you go. Why is that allowed? Because it was one of the things that Yehoshua um, made as a condition for the Jewish people to inherit the land. Okay, uh, shouldn't that be on the list? Uh, what about this one? Vahaika. Rabbi have a now that the Gemara brings, just under four lines, and it says as follows: He says. And he's actually going to list off three different issues that were apparently because uh, the people agreed to it when Yoshua led them into the land originally after 40 years in the desert. Uh, Tanai Basin, who, Shehei number one, and we'll list off each one when we get to it. Zeyer the Sechsadech a person is allowed to go into his neighbor's field. The Kitzetz Sechai Shechavere, and actually, like, cut off the branch of one of the trees. Ugh, of his neighbor. Why would he possibly do that? Lahatzil nechil shaloi. Let's say he's got bees and bees are in a hive, and you know it's quite expensive. Um, all of his bees decide to fly over to his neighbor's tree and land themselves on a branch. So he would be allowed to cut off that branch. And he reimburses his friend for whatever the value of the branch was. Also, number two, if it's not based in. You have uh, two people, one guy's got honey, the guy who's got the honey, the receptacle it's in, uh, broke, and the honey is uh, leaking out. So the other fellow who's got a receptacle of wine, which is much less valuable, uh, would pour out his wine um, and save the honey of the other guy. And he's allowed to take the value of the wine that he had to spill out and was a loss from the honey that he saved to his friend. So if his wine was worth, I don't know, $100 and the honey's worth 1000 and he saves whatever he saves of it, he's allowed to take $100 worth of the honey to reimburse himself for the wine which he had to pour out. Thirdly, tonight, based in Hushi, Zemefarikas eats of the Tayan Pishtanoi. One person is schlepping wood, the other person is schlepping uh, flax, which is much more 
valuable. Uh, and the person who is transporting the wood sees the other person who's having issues transporting his flax. He would put his wood down, maybe even uh, not be able to come back and get it, to help uh, transport the flax of his uh, friend. Uh, he's allowed to reimburse himself for whatever the wood was worth from the pishon of his friend. And here's really the kicker. We dot underlined till the end of the brisa about eight words. It was on this condition that none other than Joshua, the leader of the Jewish people, uh, right after Moses, uh, made a condition with the Jewish people before they went into Israel. So bottom line, we have uh, the previous brisa, we have three issues in this brisa that apparently were all things that Yoshua uh, made as a condition for going into the land of Israel originally. So the Gemara answers, well, those things are listed off, and that's true, but both of these Tanaic sources that we brought, the two Bryces were individual opinions. The first one was uh, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, not the Rabbanan. The second Bryce was Rabbi Shabbat B'nai Shabbat opinion, not the Rabbanan, and therefore Ube Yechidai Loi And We're not talking about what like individual Tanai might say Yoshua was mitakein. Veha Kiasa Ravin, the Gemara now points out that when Ravin came, Amar, he came to Bavel from, uh, us is always Lashon coming from Eretz Yisrael, usually Bavel, he said in the name of Amrab Yochanan, Echad Ilan Hanoita Letech Stechavere, Echad Ilan Hasamuch Lemetzar. Let's say you have a tree in, in your property, but the branches grow into your neighbor's property, or a tree that's right next to the border, so maybe some of the roots are in uh, a property that's not yours. It's still considered yours enough that you would be um, permitted mida arisa to bring fruit from that tree. Maybe vekaira and read the psukim in the base of English to be kurim psukim. Shalman nas came him Israel Yes, I did underline that. And uh, now, how, how could Rabbi Yochanan say it? the question is? Rabbi Yochanan is an Amara, but we had a snake source that listed off things, and and this one wasn't listed. So how could Rabbi Yochanan the Amara say this? Ella. Man Tana Asara Tenoin Shehisni Yoshua. Who's the one who taught that list of ten things? We had thought it was a Tanaic source. Actually, the more points out that it is an early generation Amora who put together that list. That was Rabbi Shua ben Levi, who. Period. Rabbi Beksil Masni La Behedya. He teaches outright that that list of ten things is an Amoraic teaching. Uh, says the uh, tradition, Rabbi Tanchum and Rabbi Bryce Amri, they say, Mishum Zakin Echad, Umanu, who was that Zakin Echad? None other than, an end on his name, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, that first generation Amora, Asara Tanoi, and Hisna Yoshua, the tenth conditions that Yoshua, when he was leading the Jewish people into the land of Israel, originally made with them. Period. Asara Tanoi, Ezra. There's another list of ten decrees made by another great Jewish leader in our history, Ezra, who led the Jewish people back into Israel at the beginning of the Second Commonwealth. And here's the list. Number one, Shekorin Mimincha B'Shabbos. There's a Torah reading on Saturday afternoons. Uh, number two, Shekorin B'Shein Mechamishi. And there's a Torah reading uh, officially on Mondays and Thursdays. Number three, Vidanin B'Shein Mechamishi. Court cases are seen to on Mondays and Thursdays. Number four, Mechabsin Mechamishi B'Shabbos. Uh, clothes, uh, things that need to be laundered, are laundered on Thursdays. Um, number five, Ha'ochlin Shumber B'Shabbos. It's proper to eat garlic on uh, Friday night. Number six, Vishatehi Isha Mashkamas Vaifa, that a woman should get up uh, early and bake. Uh, number seven, Vishatehi Isha Chagiris Besinar, a woman should wear a special type of like undergarment, which is uh, much uh, more sanua. Uh, number eight, Vishatehi Isha Chagiris Besinar, that she should have to uh, comb through her 
hair carefully or brush through her hair, uh, and then only then go to a mikvah. Uh, number nine of Yeshu, Reichlin, Machzirin, Bayaris, the spice merchants, the perfume salespeople would uh, uh, travel around the cities and they're allowed to do that. And uh, number 10, Vitikin Tfila, Lebalei Karen, that a person who had a semen, a man who had a semen emission, either it was uh, with his wife or he had a uh, type of emission which uh, he, he wasn't responsible for, he has to uh, do a Tevila, go to a mikvah. Um, that's what was required. And those are the list of 10 things. And now the Gemara goes over each one. So what I did each time we got to one is I underlined it and then what the number that, uh, that it is, 1 through 10. So here we go. Number 1. And underline Shukar and Bimincha, Bishabbos, that they would uh, read on Saturday afternoons. Why would they read on Saturday afternoons? Well, Mishum Yoshve Kronois, because of those who literally are the corner sitters, which sometimes means those who are uh, time wasters or uh, no good nicks, um, or uh, now it could just mean people who are busy all week long and they're uh, wheeling and dealing and they don't have time to read on uh, Monday and Thursday. So uh, for them, there's this extra reading on Saturday afternoons where they're obviously not um, engrossed in business. Uh, the second point we underline Shukarin Bishinachamishi that there should be Torah readings on Monday and Thursday. So the Gemara asks Ezra Tikin, one second, was it Ezra who made that decree? Question mark comma Vahami Ikara Have Mitakne. It was a, a much more ancient decree. De Sanya, like we see in the following Brisa. Brisa goes to the second of the wide lines. It's all about eight lines, and it quotes a pasuk. It's a pasuk in Shmais that says Vayelchu Shleishes Yamim. The Jewish people went three days by Midbar in the wilderness. and they couldn't find water. Okay, now the Dorshe Rishumaisan, the people who Darshan uh, Psukim and verses explain on a uh, on a different level that the way to understand they couldn't find water is Ein Mayim, that water they couldn't find was Ela Taira. They went three days and there was no Torah Shnemar, like the Pasuk indicates that um, Torah is viewed as like water and a person's soul is thirsty for the Torah. Go to water. The idea was that once they went three days below Torah, without proper Torah, nil u, they became like uh, worn out, uh, exhausted. Amdu Navim Shabinayim, so the prophets amongst, I guess, the Jewish people in the desert right at the beginning when they left Egypt, and Tiknu Lahem, they made a decree for the Jewish people, Shukairin, that they should read on Shabbos every Saturday. Umaf Sikin, and then take a break on Echad Beshabbos. On Sunday, there's no reading. Vikurin Besheni, then there's a Torah reading on Monday, Umaf Sikin. And then there's a break on Shlishi and Ravi, Tuesday and Wednesday, Vikurin, and they would read again on Chamishi on Thursday, Umaf Sikin. And then take a break from reading Erev Shabbos, Kadei Shalo, Yalinu, Gimel, Yomim, below Torah, so that they shouldn't like stay overnight or be kept for a total of three days without Torah. Okay, that, that's a very long brisa. That's the end of the brisa. And it seems like uh, we had said that Ezra was not talking this, but it seems like this was much uh, more uh, ancient a tradition amongst the Jewish people. So the uh, Gemara explains what happened. Me'ikara initially, Tiknu, uh, the decree was Chad Gavra Tlasapsuki. One person would read three verses. Done. Iname, alternatively, you could say Tlasa Gavri, there were three people. Tlasa Psuki, three Psukim each. Keneged, 
and that three uh, was uh, to uh, signify or to represent the Kohanim living of Yisraelim. Also, who, and then came along at a later time, uh, Ezra, and he was Metake, and he decreed there would be Tlosagavri v'asara psukim. Uh, three people, but a total of ten psukim, Keneged, which was a very important symbolism, Keneged the Asara Batlonim. The Asara Batlonim, now usually it's not a good to be a Batlon, this type of Batlon is a good thing, this is basically the local uh, spiritual minion for the community. So a community needs to have people uh, to take care of things, and to teach the kids, and to make sure they're in shul properly, uh, early for every uh, for every minion, and um, they get sustained and supported, and their, their wages come from the community. And those are the Asar Patlanim, and it's very important, I guess, to signify with the Asar Psukim um, the significance of the Asar Patlanim. The third in the list of things that uh, Ezra was metaking was done in B'Shinim Hamishi. Why on Monday and Thursday? Well, Mondays and Thursdays are days there. Many people are coming to town anyway to hear the Kriya Satira, so better, what better days than those to have the, uh, to have the uh, cases adjourned. <coughs> Number four was Shu Mechazim Mechamishi, that the laundry would be done on Friday, Bishabbos, Mishum Kovach Shabbos, and that was an honor since it was a little bit uh, significant of a process. It took a while. It was Lechavach uh, Shabbos to have the garments uh, starting to be laundered and prepared from already Thursday. Shu Oichlin Shum, and that they would eat garlic on Arab Shabbos on Friday nights, Mishum Oina, for the. Um, the, the, the weekly um, husband uh, responsibility of having conjugal relations with his wife. Tirsiv, like the Pasuk says, Asher Pirya Yitain Be'itoy in its proper time. Vamrav Yudha Vitaim Rav Nachan Vitaim and those who say it was Rav Kahana Vitaim and those who say it was Rav Yochanan Zeh? What's that person, what's that Pasuk of Asher Pirya Yitain Be'itoy Zeh HaMeshamesh Mitasoy It's referring to a couple that have uh, marital relations. Me'erav Shav, Se'erav Shabbos Friday night to Friday night to Friday night. In other words, once a week on Friday night. Taner Rabbanan, we have a b'risa that goes just under two lines. It says, Chamisha Tvarim Nemru Bishum. There's actually um, five benefits that are related regarding garlic. Number one, Masbiya, it satiates. Number two, Umashchin. Mashchin is it, it heats up the body. Uh, number three, Matzil Panim. It, it makes a beautiful uh, countenance, a face. Uh, number four, Marbe Hazaret increases the semen. Number five, it's effective at killing intestinal uh, bugs. The Yishemer, those who say, it brings in love and forces out the jealousy. That's the end of the Tanaic source. The number six in the list of things that Ezra was mitaking was that she should get up early and bake. Why? What's the importance of having the fresh bread early in the morning? Kadesha Tehe Pas Mitzvilanim, so that there would be fresh bread uh, available uh, for the poor people who often come around in the morning begging for food. Uh, the seventh in the list was Shteisha Chagaris Besinner. She should wear this special type of uh, uh, girdle. Mishum Tsniusa, because it's, I get much more Tsanua that way, keeps her away from sinning sexually. Number eight, a woman should have to uh, comb through her hair and only then go to the mikvah. So the Gemara asks, one second, 
that, that issue of making sure there's no intervening substances for someone who goes to the mikvah, that's a Torah principle. De Sanya, like we see in the following price, it goes for a line and a half. Pasuk says, Verachatz es besare bemayim. And you should uh, literally like bathe his uh, flesh in the water. It's talking about a mikvah. Shalom, yehei. And the reason why it says bisarai so that there shouldn't be a davar chotzeitz, any intervening substance between his bisarai, lemai, between his uh, skin and the water. Now, the Pazuk says, verachatz es bisarai. I double underline the word es. It's the same phrase we had a line ago, except we're darshaning the es. Es hatafel bisarai. Now, S would come to include that which is secondary to the skin. What would that be? That would be the seyar, the hair of the head. So it sounds like seyar, though, is daraisa. And the Gemara answers, Amri, daraisa liyuni. Yeah, it's daraisa, but daraisa to do what? Daraisa, you have to check it to make sure there's no, you know, greasy, smudgy things. Dilma miktar inami maos midi mishum chatzitza. It might be that there's a knot there, or maybe it's uh, somewhat dirty, and it's a problem of chatzitza. That is the daraisa. Ve'asa ihu, and Ezra came along, tikein chafifa, and he said, no, you have to do a more thorough sort of combing through. The ninth in the list was Shu Reichlin, the spice merchants, the uh, Avon ladies, the uh, perfume salespeople. Mechazrin um, Bayaris would go around in the cities, Mishum, Takshite Nashim, for things that women use to adorn themselves. Kadei. Why? Well, Shulhi's Gano, a Balayan, so that they won't become like uh, disgustrous uh, to their husbands. And number 10 on the list, Vatikin Tfila, the Balay Karen. Ezra's been talking that a person who had uh, recently had a semen emission. Uh, has to go to the mikveh. So the Gemara asks, well, one second, Daraisahu. There's a Darais requirement to do that, Dixi, like the Pasuk says. The Ish men who shechvas zera, a man who has an emission of semen, Verachat, Sarbamayim, has to uh, go to the mikveh. So the Gemara explains there's actually two levels here. On a Darais level, on a purely Torah level, who Latruma the Kodshim. So somebody had a semen emission, he has to go to the mikveh. Why did he have to go to the mikveh? Well, if he's going to be eating truma or kadshim, he has to be on a higher spiritual level, and that uh, would require a mikvah dunking. Also, who so came along then? Um, Ezra, TK Nafil, and he said not only for somebody who wants to eat certain things, but also um, for people who want to learn. If they had a semen emission, they have to uh, go to the mikvah. Period. As long as we're on list of tens, here's ten things that were said about the beautiful gift known as our capital city of Yerushalayim. Number one, a house does not become, even though in other walled uh, cities, if somebody purchases a house after a year, if it's not redeemed, it becomes theirs, the purchasers. Uh, houses in uh, Jerusalem uh, do not become absolutely owned by the person who buys it. Number two, Jerusalem, if it's one of the cities as closest to a um, person who was found uh, murdered, would not uh, be uh, bringing Egla Rufa. Number three, it, it can't become a um, a city that is uh, destroyed because the majority of the inhabitants turn to idolatry. Number four, it cannot uh, be susceptible to uh, becoming tame, like the walls with uh, certain types of negaim, of uh, tsaras. Number five, you don't like uh, protrude out 
Zizin are like beams that would maybe protrude out from somebody's wall out into the public area, Vigazusteroys, and also uh, balconies. Uh, you don't have those. The balconies that would protrude out over the Rishos uh, Sarabim, that's not allowed. Obviously, a balcony in one's own property is fine. Number six, Veinaisin Ba Ashpasais. We don't make uh, garbage uh, uh, heaps, uh, gar- uh, uh, trash heaps, um, garbage collection areas. Number seven, Veinaisin Ba Kivshainais. We don't make furnaces. The furnaces produce an enormous amount of smoke, and that would ruin the beautiful Jerusalem stone. A uh, stone of uh, how Yerushalayim even in those days was built. Number eight, Vein Oisenba, Ganoisu Pardesius. You don't make uh, gardens and orchards and all sorts of like agricultural areas, except for one thing that you would have to have, one type of garden you would have to have, Chutzmi, Ginois, Verodin, those types of the Verodin, like a, a rose rose garden or a uh, like a nice smelling garden with different spices. Shu. Uh, Except for the one that was uh, the Ginos uh, Vrodin that was there from the Moist Mishainim from the early Nevi'im, the Nevi'im Mishainim. Number nine, Ve'ain Megadan Ba Tarnagailin, you can't raise uh, roosters and chickens in Yushlaim. Number ten, Ve'ain Malinim Ba Samais, you do not leave overnight uh, a person who has deceased. You basically bury them like immediately. And like we did previously, we will now go over the ten steps and give a little bit of explanation for each one. The ten. Um, um, Things that were said about Yerushalayim. So here's the first. We underline each one as it appears. Ein habayis chalupa. A house does not become, uh, in this walled city of Jerusalem, like other um, walled city houses where the purchaser of a year goes by, um, it's his. Dixiv. How do you know that? Because the Pesach says, v'kam habayis asher loichayma litzmisus. That the, um, regarding just in general, a house that is in a city that has a wall around it, becomes the purchase forever. Now, that has to be the type of purchase, which is the kind of isoyledirus, that it was purchased forever, like typical land transactions. Vekasavar, uh, this Tana, though, or this uh, one who put together this list of ten things, is of the opinion, that uh, the city of Jerusalem was not split up amongst the tribes. It was sort of like a communal property of everyone. Uh, I underline these words, Yerushalayim is not a city, uh, that would uh, it would be represented to have to process a Agla for a uh, person who was found deceased. We don't know which city was the ones that were responsible for him. You'll see that the Pesach says, Ki halal ba'adama. If you find a uh, dead person on the ground, Asher Hashem l'rishta. What type of ground? The ground that the, the Lord your God hath given you to inherit, which is like the tribes inherit. Yerushalayim over Jerusalem, was never divided amongst all the tribes, it was sort of like uh, Jewish communal property. Uh, the next uh, on the list was Ainanasis Erni Dachas, it can't become an Erni Dachas. It says by an Erni Dachas, uh, a city that gets um, destroyed, the inhabitants, everything is burned and uh, plowed up to the ground, uh, because the Pasuk in describing those dinim say, Irecha, your city, like you, um, tribe, uh, individual, uh, however, Yushalayim, as I said before, Jerusalem was not split amongst the uh, Shvatim. Uh, the next in the list was Eina Mitam Venegoim. Jerusalem cannot become, cannot get uh, Tumas Saras to exceed. How do we know that? Because the Pasuk, which describes the context that Saras does apply, is Hashem is saying, Venasati Neget Saras, Beves Eris Achuzas And I will please say a spot of uh, Tsaraz uh, in the uh, house of the land of your holding, like you personal in Yushalayim, once again, we've seen it before, was not split up 
underline that. Uh, they you cannot have protrude out into the Rishasarabim, either these um, beams or, for that matter, a balcony. And the reason being, if you have it protruding out into the Rishasarabim, we're concerned, uh, Number one, you have a tuma issue. Remember, if there's, let's say, a little bit of uh, mace uh, that's outside, but it's underneath an oil, so the anyone who passes underneath that oil would also become tummy tumas mace. And also, if you have these uh, protrusions going out, well, like, maybe someone will walk into it or get banged up because of it, and you'll have a lot of oli regalim, people coming to Yerushalayim who are uh, not necessarily familiar with the uh, terrain. Next in the list is a nice in Bas no... Uh, um, garbage dumps, mishum, shkatsum, because then there's lots of creepy crawlies, and the creepy crawlies are tame, and we don't want that. You don't make uh, furnaces in the city of Jerusalem, mishum kutra, because of the smoke, and that smoke damage could be uh, icky. You don't make uh, gardens or orchards, mishum, sircha, which Rasha uh, sircha is like serachon, the, the, the horrible smell, that uh, smelly type of things that grow there. Um, also, Rashi points out that um, uh, fields uh, often have to be fertilized, and it's really not nice to have that oh-so-interesting fertilizer smell wafting through the city of Yerushalayim. You can't raise chickens, Mishum uh, because the chickens are always pecking at things, including like maybe lizards that might be Tame. We do not uh, leave a person who passed away overnight, buried him right away. That it's a Gemara, simply, it's a tradition. Why do we do it? We do it. Why? Well, we have it as a tradition. The Mishnah, back on uh, Ayin Testament base, had said, You can't raise a Jew, not allowed to raise pigs anywhere in the world. Why? What's uh, What happened with a pig? Well, Tan Rabbanon, the Gemara is the following Brisa, goes to the bottom line, and when we finish the Brisa, we will have finished uh, this recording. So, at the end of the second commonwealth, the second base of English period, there were terrible infighting in the Jewish people, and the leadership, Kishetsaru um, when the Hasmoneans were um, besieging one another, uh, Haya, you had uh, two famous, powerful Jewish families, Horkonus uh, Mibifnim, the Horkonus family was uh, inside the uh, city of um, Yerushalayim, uh, based on English compound, and another famous family, Aristablos, was Mibachutz, was outside. Now, all Jews seem to have understood that the Avoda in the base of English had to go on no matter what. And therefore, even though these two sides were fighting with each other, every day, the people inside the, inside the city would lower down money um, to pay for uh, the animals that they were going to be provided with shortly, and the people from down below would uh, uh, have uh, raised up to the people inside, meaning the animals necessary to be able to uh, process a korban tamit. There was, amongst the group that was inside of the walls, a particularly uh, elderly gentleman, uh, he understood, literally it's Greek wisdom, it's some sort of sign language where you can communicate without speaking. So um, he used that sign language um, to communicate and say the uh, following, um, as long as um, 
the people are uh, continuing, the Jewish people are continuing to have the Avodah Beis Medesh done, uh, you will not be given over to the other ones. Um, Lemachar, what happened the next day? So the people inside lowered down the money, and what got li- uh, lifted up? Shoshlu Dinrin, they lowered down the coins in a box in a kuba v'helu lahem. Chazir, a piggly wiggly cave on Shigila Once they were lifting it up and it got halfway up the wall, and they realized, I guess maybe it was a pig. Nazi parnabachayma, it jabbed its uh, its nails into the wall. Eretz Yisrael and the whole of Israel shook. Arameus parcel, Arameus parcel, four hundred parts, four hundred parts, a very large parcel of land. Uh, Amru, they said the following: Aror Haish, Yigadol Chazirim. Um, cursed is the one who raises pigs. Aror Adam, Shilamets Bnei Chachosifanes, and similarly, uh, cursed be the one who teaches his son this, uh, this type of sign language. Um, it was regarding that time that uh, we have a tradition that, unlike most years, where the uh, grain for the Korban Omer, uh, right after Pesach, and the Shteh which was on uh, um, Shavuos, seven weeks later, came from particular close places, they couldn't import it from there uh, that year. Uh, rather, the Omer came from uh, Ganois Tzrifin, um, that area and the Shtealechem Mibikas Ein Soker from the Ein Soker Valley Adkan.